Welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Anzio, writer, scout for Draft Diamonds. Also the director of pro football scouting and evaluation at MFE Elite Pro Days. Now on May 2nd in Pittsburgh and May 9th in Indianapolis. So check us out at myfootballevaluation.com. Online, we're all over the place. Uh, You can register for either event and come out there, get your times. We're going to have some scouts on hand from all the different leagues and and it's something that's worth checking out. We got everything's going to be good. Zybeck, uh, great film, media exposure. We're going to do everything we can to get your name out there. They're still filling up 90-man rosters. And they still got to fill up camps and get these teams going for this, this upcoming season. So keep grinding out there. On this episode of the Victory Formation Podcast, I am joined by Cover 2 Drafts' Jeff Barnes. We talk about sleeper wide receivers for the 2020 NFL Draft. Speaking of the 2020 NFL Draft, I got on DB linebacker Ethan Graubert of Algany, of Algany College, uh, a heavy hitter coming out 2020 NFL Draft sleeper. Last but not least, I got a phenomenal wide receiver coming off the tra- uh, FCS Bowl and Tropical Bowl, Jake Boffshever of Long Island University. This kid's going to be awesome. He's just coming off his pro day. Uh, got an invite from the Giants and some interest from some other teams. So come check his interview out. And thank you for joining me on the Victory Formation Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Jeff Barnes, Cover 2. Welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. Thanks for having me, Matt. Hey, welcome back, man. How's it going? Not bad in yourself. Hey, hanging in there with all this going on, man. Just hoping for the best. Trying to uh, stay out of public as much as possible. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to make any extra trips out there right now. Uh, Just try to stay uh, off the road for a couple weeks. Uh, I wish I wish more people would do that, honestly. Uh, a couple weeks ain't no big deal in comparison to what could happen if you don't try to contain this now, you know? So, hopefully. So, but other than that, man, the show must go on. So, I've been trying to get some of these guys out there. And last time you were on, we talked a little bit about the DBs. And we wanted to get into the wide receivers, but didn't get a chance really much to. So on this episode, I got a, a phenomenal wide receiver uh, coming out of Long Island University. Uh, Jake Boffshever uh, comes on a great interview, man. Just just a high character young man. Uh, this is a kid that you know from the FCS Bowl. You see yes. him there. Uh High performer, really did well against pretty much whoever they lined them up against. Uh, a tough receiver, puts himself in good position uh, to make the catches, uh, can block, can do all that, is a hard worker. Um, just just an awesome kid to have on. He, just, he was able to get his pro day in, uh, fortunately for him, because so many people weren't. Uh, his pro day, uh, he had... Uh, a four-five-seven forty. Uh, his short shuttle was four-two-seven. He benched fourteen. His broad was nine-eight. His vert was unofficial, but I believe it was over eleven. Um, 
This is a kid that had over 800 yards in uh, barely two years, five plus touchdowns. Uh, like I said, he played in the FCS Bowl, got invited up to the Tropical Bowl from the FCS Bowl, and also played in the College Gridiron Showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna be a kid that probably gets moved inside at the next level. Also has a tryout for the Giants coming up, uh, he, he mentions. So that's good. Couple other teams looking at him. Um, any guys like that? Uh, some bigger guys, uh, you know, he's almost six foot. Um, about 190 pound kid, uh, strong kid. Um, any guys like that you really like, or, or you know, big could be big slots or, or big outside guys seem to be a little harder to come by this year. Any big outside sleepers that we should know about, Jeff? Um, I think we talked last time about uh, two of the guys I saw that weekend. Um, and we talked about A.J. Green out of New Haven. We talked about uh, Brandon Swain Price out of Southern Connecticut State. Um, there are a couple of guys that I liked um, coming into the season. They flourished as expected. Um, they're not really sleepers anymore. So I, I won't push them just now. We'll talk about them a little bit later down the road. But um, going to the... Uh, getting away from the FCS Bowl for a second, there were certain guys that um, during the season I saw that I haven't seen much of since the college season ended. And I guess the pro days would have been a big chance to see some of those guys. Uh, One guy was Rashad Medeiros from Cincinnati. You know, talk about a slot receiver who has the ability to run routes from the slot, um, shed coverage, find spaces and zones. Um, able to get yards after the catch not the biggest receiver but he's one of those slot receivers that everybody likes on the inside um wasn't talked about most of the year and when i saw him at times this year he was able to make some plays um i had a good chance to see him because i visit a lot of american conference schools down here in florida so at usf at ucf games so it's a kid that I, I don't hear a lot about, but I liked him when I saw him in person. I liked his film. Um, one of those guys that I have a draftable grade on. Um, also, uh, Iowa State had a receiver as well that I noticed uh, when I was at the Iowa State Notre Dame game. Um, that. Once again, it's another guy that's unsung. You don't hear anything about him, but a few of them, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm trying to. I had his notes written down, and I pulled away from it. Ah, there we are. Forgive me. No right. problem. So, yeah. So, um, kid I was talking about was Le Michael Petway from Iowa State. Okay. And we talk about a bigger receiver, six foot two, two twenty three. A redshirt senior had a pretty productive year. Numbers wise, they don't blow you away. But if you see the film, you see a guy who has the ability to use his body to get open. Hands catcher doesn't use lose a lot of body on his catches. He's a hands catcher that's going to catch the ball away from his frame. Uh, still a little raw as a route runner, so he's a lot of potential for growth. Uh, so he's one of those guys I would love to see on day three get a shot. Awesome, man. And uh, 
speaking of slot guys, there was a young man at the FCS Bowl, uh, you know, a little bit small, but uh, an exciting player nonetheless. I think we spoke about him a little bit last time, uh, Craig Rucker out of Mars Hill. Yes, we did. Um, you know, he's only five foot five, 153 pounds they got him listed at, but... Um, you know, I, I could see him, you know, maybe, he's, you know, got to put on a little weight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to put on that muscle, get you up to at least, you know, feasible size. You know, it's tough at 5'5", five, five, so I don't know exactly what would be considered feasible size. Um, still, you want to be about 185, 190, I would imagine. It would be a good size, you know, and, and you want to still be able to keep the speed. And I've seen him get knocked off the ball a little bit. But in general, if he got going, he he was beating everybody he went against. Yeah, and the, and the other thing you want to see is what does he do besides playing the slot? If he brings value in the return game, that boosts his that boosts his value as far as having him in camp. And these are you know these are the things when you're that kind of receiver who doesn't hit the benchmarks for size. What are the extra things you do on the field that get teams to pay more attention to you? You know, and I think that's one of the things when you're looking at slot receivers, if they have returnability, it's a big boost in their value because they bring more to the game than just being a guy that's going to run the underneath routes and, and, and shed coverage. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was just talking about with Jake mm-hmm. is the more you could do, the better. Um, and, and any of these guys in general, it doesn't matter what position, mm-hmm. the more you can do on the field, especially coming from a small school, you're going to have to do everything. And, and a kid I thought also showed up for the FCS Bowl, uh, a wide receiver, I guess you would consider a slot, or, uh, you know, you could throw him in, in certain wide situations, or, uh, you know, even in a split end situation, depending, he is a tough uh, wide receiver, Sparky Spence from Merrimack. Yes. Was a kid I thought was interesting, uh, a player. And then when I jump into some sleeper FBS guys, a guy who didn't get invited to the combine, uh, I did a write-up on him about a month ago uh, after he didn't get uh, invited to the combine because I thought it was insane. His teammate got invited, uh, awesome uh, teammate and all, but as far as explosiveness, this young man, Kirk Merritt, out of Arkansas State, is a special, special wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how scouts are missing on him. And the unfortunate thing, when you miss out on pro days with all this going on, uh, we don't know exactly what we get to see. So hopefully, uh, you know, some of these guys, some of these guys are going to fall through the cracks, unfortunately. Absolutely. And we'll be looking at him next year, killing it. And we'll be like, well, hey, told you so. You know, you should have looked at this guy. Uh, Another uh, FBS guy that uh, I'm interested in, hopefully get him out to the MFE Elite Pro Days. Either one, I'd be happy to have him come out because he's an exciting player. Uh, six foot seven plus, 200 something pounds. Uh, Jamari Hester out of Jacksonville State yes. uh, is a young man that I've been in contact with. Uh, I, I think he might be coming out. I think he's signed up for it. So uh, I'm excited to have him out and uh, see what he can do. He's pretty quick for his size. Uh, he's almost like a tight end hybrid. He's not quite tight end size, obviously, mm-hmm. but he has a six, seven size going for him. So he's like a tight end when you get to the red zone and he could block like uh, like many tight ends. So, you know, an excellent player. What, what are some, some other uh, 
I mean, it's it's hard to find the big guys on the outside. I'm trying to think of big guys on the outside. What are what are some of the bigger guys on the outside? I know we've got. Uh, what did you think of like Kyle Anthony out of Howard University? Um, I like him. I just I didn't like the inconsistency, and I wasn't sure if it was the player. I wasn't sure if it was the situation. We we talked about it before the season. Howard going through a coaching change. We talked about Kalen Newton being there, and all and. and going through this change and in, in to philosophy if there was a struggle was it the player was it the coaches i don't know if it was philosophy with him or if it was the player himself that just wasn't consistent when i look at the film it's just inconsistent and there were so many factors in it I, it was it's kind of hard to evaluate whether it was the player or the system or the situation honestly more than the system the situation Oh yeah, sometimes you can't help those things and, and, and you know, like I said, unfortunately now we gotta go with what we got. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, we, you know, that's where the the all-star games you gotta really evaluate. And that's why I always tell these guys to go to the all-star games. It doesn't matter what all-star game it comes down to. If they're interested in you and they got a question about you, even if they throw on the, you know, whatever it is, the podium bowl or the hula bowl or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. at least they got videotape of you going against other top guys from their school. Absolutely. You know, maybe it ain't FBS or whatever it may be, but uh, yeah, give a, give us a wide receiver that no one's talking about that you know you're you're just in love with, man. You just you just think it's gonna definitely make a squad this year. Oh man, I mean, I think, uh, and and he's believe it or not, he's been around. He was at the combine, he was at the uh, Senior Bowl, but yet he doesn't get the talk. And and I've watched him all season. James Prochet out of SMU. Um, he's one of those kids. When you talked about slot receivers, he, he's just under six foot, but he's elusive off the line of scrimmage. Every once in a while, you get a defender that gets his hands on him and reroutes him. But for the most part, he's trouble in the slot. Um, he has the ability to impact the game special teams-wise, but he's an explosive player. He's a slot player that can get vertical. You know, you get a lot of the smaller guys that are quick in space. They're quick underneath, but they don't give you that vertical ability. He has the ability to get vertical. And it's something that, I guess, because the offense that SMU had wasn't as explosive as people liked when it came to the passing game so he doesn't get the, the big push that some of the other slots get um, you know had he been in Oklahoma he'd be getting talked about a lot more but watching him in the American and, and watching him play in the slot against some quality competition and he made some amazing plays and for him not to get the press that some of these other guys are getting it. And he's a good player. He's going to make somebody's team. He's going to get a chance when he gets into camp. The question is, will he get his name called on day three or will he be a late uh, rookie free agent ad? Well, there's a lot of wide receivers. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we'll we'll be back on here talking wide receiver again because there's just so many guys. I mean, we're just going over a couple different things, uh, whether it's the FCS Bowl or... You know, you get into the college gridiron showcase, the Dream Bowl. Mm-hmm. There, there was good wide receivers in every one of those. Absolutely, games. Spirit of America, Hula Hula Bowl. I mean, 
the wide receivers were really getting the best of the DBs for the most part um, this year. I think just because there was just more of them. And I mean, the DBs were bigger. We're getting a lot of the 6'1", 6'2", DBs now, cornerbacks uh, even on the outside. And that's great. And they're starting to catch up. But there is just really, you know, it doesn't matter on height. We're talking about explosive talent just from small schools. Uh, and and even sleepers coming out of the FBS because they invited so many to the combine. There's going to be good guys left over. They just can only invite so many, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think some will spill over into our event as well. Um, you know, any other wide receivers? Um, or, you know. Oh, absolutely. I don't um, know. Well, we also have Jamarcus Bradley out of Louisiana. Um, you talk about a six foot receiver, you play outside, you put him in a slot, 10 and 10 and a half inch hands. So he's got huge hands to catch the ball, you know, not a natural hands catcher, but he makes some good plays on the football. Once again, comes for that program. That's not power five. It's not FCS. It's above it. But Louisiana is a program where he gets a bit of, he's going to face some big competition. He's going to face some mid major competition. So against the level of competition he was a productive player and which is something you want to see at this level he's also had another look at him at the uh at the shrine game as well he's a shrine invite so but he didn't make a lot of noise but if you watch him in a one-on-ones you got to see some of the potential absolutely man i mean we got to get you know we could find wide receivers anywhere this year and you know, as far as speed guys, uh, slot guys, and stuff like that, there's definitely a, a plethora of them. I wish I could find a few more outside mm-hmm. guys. Uh, there's a few more guys I'm still looking at tape at now. Uh, some outside guys from some smaller schools that look like they might have what it takes and uh, going to be coming out to the event. We already got about, um, I don't know what it was, 25, 30 wide receivers lined up for this event. So, and, and just about as many DBs to challenge mm-hmm. them. And many of them are 2020 guys, and, and, and some of them are 2019 guys, you know, a few older. But, you know, most of these guys are, are top notch. I mean, the DBs and wide receivers is going to be exciting, man. You know, I, I'm not saying it, it's the same as Indy, but, you know, it's that next tier of guys that you would hope, uh, especially with all the pro days canceled. Now they're coming in drones and. You know, as long as everything keeps going in the right direction, we could get some exciting people out there. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm going to get down here again, man. Uh, we'll be talking some small school quarterbacks soon. Uh, got a, a great quarterback coming on. I don't know if he's going to be on this episode or the next one, but we're, we're going to talk some quarterbacks. And we'll get into some other stuff. And I always appreciate you coming on. Anything you want to plug, go for uh, it. Just basically uh, keep looking out. Uh, we put out our recent long shot article. If you've had a chance to check it out on nutsandboltsports.com on a tight end out of Louisiana College, Sam Phillips, uh, young man, Division three ball player, wound up missing his senior year because of um, eligibility. Because the clock ran out on his eligibility. So he's going through the process. He's been at the showcase. He's been at the FCS National Bowl. Uh, trying to make the rounds. Uh, of course, this coronavirus scare canceled a lot of the workouts. So he's a guy that's supposed to work out at the Saints rookie day, was supposed to work out at, at Louisiana Tech's pro day, and doesn't look like that's going to happen for him. 
So, um, you know, but he's one of those kids, uh, talented young uh, man, uh, deserves a shot, and everybody has a chance to read the article and do diligence on that young man. Uh, please do. Once again, we have our draft guide coming out in April as well, as I'm trying to uh, put it all together for everybody. I uh, want it to be quality, uh, hundreds of prospects in there with the scouting reports and then um, in rankings as well. Uh, so that'll be out in April. Just stay tuned to cover2draft.com for that. Absolutely, man. And thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. And uh, we'll, we'll see you Absolutely. next week, brother. We've got a lot more to talk about. That's it, man. Plenty right, of guys. Man, thanks again. All right, man. Have a good you night. Too. Stay safe. All right. All right later. Hey, Matt. Oh, what's going on, man? Welcome, Ethan Graubert from Allegheny, Allegheny <laughs> University. 5'11", 185 pounds, a 2020 NFL draft prospect. How's it going tonight, man? How's it going, Matt? Yeah, going well. How you doing? Uh, doing good, man. Just trying to keep going with everything going on, man. Figure uh, get some interviews in while uh, everybody's in lockdown over here, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, never seen anything like this. Um, yeah, man, it's rough. You just got to be safe, man. Just be intelligent right now, and uh, you know, I think we'll get through it. Uh, it's just a matter of people just just giving it a little time, man. You know, a couple weeks of, of of not going out to the bar is not the end of the world. You know what I mean? So, you know, definitely, yeah. It's but anyway, safe. so for the 2020 draft, man, let's go back. Uh, when did your love of the game begin? Did you start playing in, in, in high school or was it much younger? Um, I started playing in sixth grade. I always had I always had a love for the game. Um, you know, I always wanted to play football. I eventually convinced my parents to let me play when I was uh, in sixth grade. And um, you know, that's when I really that's when the love really kicked off and that's when I uh you know, started to play and that's when I, you know, really fell in love with the game. Um the love I'd say like grew every year. Um, you know, from sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way into high school and into college, I'm just kept on continuing to grow. And then now, you know, I'm trying to be a pro pro ball player. Um, so it's continuing to grow every day. I'm trying to get better as a player every day. And uh, that love for the game and that love uh, to be the best player I could be uh, continues to get better every day. Well, how many years did you play at Allegheny? I played uh, four years at um Yeah, four years at Allegheny. I did fifth year in college. I didn't play my uh, freshman year. I was at another school, um, so um, yeah, that fourth, yeah, I played four years at Allegheny, about the fifth year, or so before years of uh, playing ball there. So out of out of out of the uh, out of the five years playing there, what what was the best year? Uh, was it your senior year? Yeah, my senior year was definitely my best year. Um, that I, that I uh, played, um, really set a goal for myself to you know uh, get more playing time, uh, become like a better player, um, become a better athlete, better leader. Um, I was team captain that year. I was able to, you know, increase my playing time, increase the way I was uh, produced on the field. Um, and this, you know, what I'm most proud of is that, I, you know, I set the goal and I attained it. And, um, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm uh, most proud of there. Yeah, so definitely my senior year. Awesome, man. So in your senior year, what would you say was your your, your best game? Uh, my best game, I'd say, was, my, was the last game of the year against uh, Oberlin. Um, I had a couple um, big plays um, on special teams defense. Um, 
I'd say the, I'd say that my best play there and probably my best game, my most like, noteworthy play um, of that game was um, we were having a punt return. We were down um, at halftime. Um, we were favor- heavily favored against the game against Oberl- Oberlin College. Um, and then they were up, I think, by about three points going to halftime. And then we were receiving a punt return, and I made um, a key block um, for the punt return. And our returner, Alex Victor, um, he scored a touchdown. But you know, it was the key block. Um, he obviously was able to make most of the uh, was able to make most of that play. Was able to make most of the block, and he uh, turned it into a touchdown, um, which uh, set the tide going in our direction. And then we ended up winning by um, by a large sum of points. I believe we won by like 20, 20 or twenty five points. Um, but that was like the turning play of the game. All right, man. That sounds like a good one. And you you were able to, uh, after the season was over, you obviously didn't have a pro day yet or nothing. You're, you're looking forward to uh, coming out hopefully May 2nd uh, to Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. But coming out of a small school, I guess you didn't you didn't have a pro day set up anyways, right? No, no, I didn't have a – I, uh, I did um, – I went to the uh, – I got invited to the um... – National uh, National Scouting Combine by Beyond Sports. I went there, um, I competed there, and then um, I did a, I did an All Star game um, in Fort Lauderdale as well. Yeah, you did the podium bowl, and then how how was that experience, and how was your experience over at the uh, combine? Uh, my experience at the podium game was really amazing. Honestly, um, I was able to play with a lot of Division One players. Um, great competition. Get coached by uh, former NFL players, NFL coaches. Um, Donnie Abraham was the DB coach um, that we had, and there's a bunch of other NFL, uh, bunch of other NFL coaches uh, there, and um, you know all the players from top schools. Um, you know FAU was got you got my t- teammate in the game was from FAU, um, another guy from Wake Forest University. Um, you know it's great competition. We ended up winning the game 45 to seven. I was the uh, I played safety in that game um, for us. And uh, you know it's great to be around, surrounded by that such great competition. Those you know teammates um, that really elevated my game, and I learned uh, you know a bunch of new techniques from Donnie Abraham um, that I'll be able to take with me going forward. Um, so it was a great experience being in that. It was you know definitely worth going down. It was a great experience. Um, in the combine, I went to the 2020 National Combine. It was a great experience as well. Um, met a lot of great players, um, a lot of professional scouts there. Unfortunately, in the second drill, um, I did the I did the bench press and I did the five ten five, and then when I was in the forty yard dash, I like pulled my hamstring, mm. so I wasn't able to do any of the uh, any of the other events. Uh, but you know that that just happens. Um, you know, it comes with it. Um, but I rehabbed it, I'm, and I'm good to go. Uh, I'll be good to go for the MFE uh, pro day. Wow. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was good for the the two events I was that I was healthy for, but uh, I wasn't able to f- uh, finish it out unfortunately. But it was good, you know, meeting all the people there. Um, it was a great experience. You know, a lot of met a lot of uh, scouts, learned what they're looking for a lot of the times um, as a DB. Um, you know, the hips, explosion, all that. Um, so I knew what to, I know what to focus on going to my training. I know what to focus on more of, and uh, looking of putting that forward. Absolutely, man. And we got some great NFL coaches on board too. Uh, not exactly sure who's on board for the DBs, but we got great guys like John Abraham on board for the uh, defensive line and. Uh, Isaac Redman's going to be helping out with some of the running backs. So, uh, you know, uh, just just great guys like Jim, Jim Kubiak, who's, who's, who played in the NFL. He played a little NFL Europe, I believe. Uh, you know, big-time quarterback uh, was uh, back in the day in the 80s. He, uh, I believe it was uh, 80s or 90s, early 90s. He was uh, 
He was at Navy, uh, one, one, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Navy. This, this guy was amazing. So we got some good guys to come on and, 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 and not only share their experience on the field, but also share their experience of going through the whole thing with the business and, and you know, their first contract and everything like that. So that's huge. And, you know, how do you prepare yourself for something like that uh, for, for, for the Combine or for MFE Elite Pro Days on May 2nd? Uh, well, I've, I train at the Varsity House Gym in uh, Orangeburg, New York. Um, my trainer, Jake Williams, I train him four, four or five days a week. Um, we work on speed explosion, um, strength work, and a lot of skill work. Um, going into the um, going into these pro days and combines, it's um, you know not as much about it's more about you know speed and um, you know just getting the most out of the workout instead of like you know <clears throat> instead of like a lot of conditioning. It's more about you know getting myself powerful, um, fast, explosive um, for these uh, workouts, and so that's more that's most of the basis of it is you know basically training basically you know training like a track star um in terms of like the main point of it is to be as fast and explosive as possible in my training um for these uh, pro days so is what we're really focusing on here to get the 40 and then especially db you know 40 um you know five times five change directional l drills all that subvert broad all those like explosive drills and our training is like really exercises it's really surrounded around, you know, making sure I'm the best of my abilities. I'm able to perform very well on those drills. Um, so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm excited for doing. Well, yeah, that's what they're looking for. I mean, you know, they, they put so much into the 40, but not just the 40, but the 10-yard split, the 20-yard split, all that goes into it. But, you know, speed is 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 a big thing. And, you know, we've seen guys blow it just by a, a – you know, a fraction of a second, uh, unfortunately, or even a miscalculation, which is great because all our times are going to be laser time, legit, Zyback, same as the combine in Indy. So, you know, you're going to get the times as close to, you know, exactly what the scouts want to see. Um, so that's good. We'll get the legit times in there. And I wanted to just say, uh, uh, what does uh, Ethan Graubert bring to an organization, whether it be NFL, XFL, CFL, whatever pro type of organization, what what does he bring to a team? Um, I bring I bring leadership. I bring accountability. Um, this is you know the intangibles of what I bring. Um, you know I consider myself a you know accountable player. Um, take uh, you know I'm accountable for my actions. I realize you know that I'm responsible for um how I play um how I how I um hold myself um what what i messed up on the play i have to you know figure like that's on me i have to understand the play better um that ties in the leadership so i want to be like an example of other players <clears throat> um in terms of on the field play um i believe i bring speed um explosion and um play strength um i'm able to you know keep up with receivers what whatever coverage is whether it's you know cover one man uh, whether i'm splitting out into um a zone coverage i'm able to read the quarterback's eyes make plays on the ball I'm also able to, um, you know, I'm versatile. I can fill an A or B gap like that. Like a linebacker, I played linebacker too in college. I'm able to fill the whole like linebacker. I'm able to cover like a corner or a safety. Um, so that's why brand bring a lot of versatility. I can fit anything that they want me to do. Um, on the defense, I'm able to do it to 100%, and I'm able to, uh, you know, uh, execute it execute it very well. And you played special teams too as well. Yes, I play a lot of special teams. Played every single special teams position you could think of. Well, that's it, man. You got to make yourself as versatile as possible. And I want to, yep. I want to wish you luck, man. And uh, appreciate Anthony it. Anthony Grabbit, you can uh, plug any social media you got. 
Yeah, um, Twitter at EthanGR32. Um, Instagram um, at EthanGraubard9. No, actually, my Twitter is uh, <clears throat> my Twitter is at EthanGR32. That's the main one I use. Um, it's Twitter, and my Instagram is uh, EthanGraubard9. Perfect, man. And I'll link up with you, and I'll put you know some of your highlights out there. Try to link it up with what we're doing. And we'll try to get you on Grind Time Tuesday as well as we get things rolling along here. And, uh, man, thanks for coming on the Victory Formation Podcast. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Jake Boff Shever. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. This is Jake Boffshever from Long Island University. Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you got it. That was pretty good. All right, man. I was going to re-record it if I got it wrong. <laughs> My editing skills are terrible. I'd be chopping people's off in the middle of their sentence. But uh, You grew up on the East Coast, man. When did your love of the game begin? Oh, I always grew up always into sports and everything so like figure at a young age like I played baseball basketball football and something always just uh drew me to football a little more so figure by like seven years old I was playing peewee tackle football so from an early age definitely so uh playing playing in uh when when uh, in high school were you heavily recruited coming out of high school to go to college or, or where did you first go to college out of high school no, yeah, so I grew up in, uh, I played high school football in South Florida, and uh, I was a quarterback, like, my whole entire life, and um, I wasn't the most highly recruited quarterback out of high school. I received, uh, like, like preferred walk-ons from, like, some of the schools in, like, the Florida area, FAU, FIU, as a quarterback, and then I had scholarships in the FCS, and um, something just, I don't know, like, I'm something drew me to Long Island, just like being up in there and like they had a very winning culture and um, never really, like God, everything worked out amazing. Like I have no complaints at all. Oh, it's an up and coming uh, team, uh, FCS team doing, has been doing really well lately. Uh, you know, a newer team, but uh, yeah, you definitely picked a good one and, and you guys had a good year this year. Uh, so uh, when switching over to wide receiver, what was that like? quarterback since you were uh what youth yeah I played quarterback my whole entire life until my sophomore year of college so um it was definitely like I had a, I feel like I have a you have like when you're a quarterback you have like a natural feel of like where you always want the receivers to be and like what you want the receivers doing so I felt like I, I had that I had that gift like coming in and like I was always like a really I like to consider myself a pretty good athlete growing up so I mean, the transition at first, like, there was a lot of, like, great uh, veterans years older than me, uh, great receivers that, like, helped me out through the process, definitely. It's never easy, like, completely easy, just transitioning from a position at that level. But uh, with great coaching and, like, the, the, the veterans and the kids above me, like, able to work out really good. And I just learned a lot and took stuff every day from somebody. And going to Long Island, you went there for two seasons playing ball, uh, what what would you say your 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 best game was as a senior? 
Uh, I'd say my best game was mm, the Bryant game. It was like in mid-October. I think I had like 10 receptions for like 110 plus yards. 15 yards, something like that. Beautiful, beautiful. And then coming out of there, you got uh, you got an invite to the FCS Bowl. Were you invited to any other All-Star games? Yeah, I actually had the opportunity. I played in three uh, three All-Star games. I played in the FCS Bowl. And then I did it good enough in the FCS Bowl to receive the invite to the Tropical Bowl, which is the FBS level game of that All-Star game, which was really awesome get a chance to compete in front of all 32 teams and talk to a bunch of scouts and stuff like that and also i played in the cgs game in texas yeah which also had i think like 30 plus nfl teams there and the op- same exact opportunity to get in front of scouts and nfl teams and talk to scouts so it was definitely awesome yeah some really good events man i love those events uh cgs is growing every year uh some really good guys coming out of there, making it to the NFL, making it to the CFL. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, you know, you were able to get your pro day in, which which you did a good job at, man. And uh, you know, how did you feel you did at your pro day, and 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 what areas do you, do you feel you could have done better? Uh, no, yeah, I'm definitely definitely glad. I was one fortunate enough to get my pro day in and all, all the stuff going on now oh yeah um yeah no nah, it was awesome there was i think there was 30 plus scouts there i think like 24 different nfl teams um i was fortunate enough like i did well enough where i received a like a pro day invite from new york giants so i was definitely like a plus and i'm excited about that and um yeah i got a chance to speak to a bunch of teams i think i be- I, I believe i definitely could have ran faster 40 then with a little bit of the conditions that was going on outside it was wasn't the best weather but i don't want to make any excuses i ran what i ran everyone else ran in that same exact weather so i was in the high four fives i think some people had me the low four sixes but um i know i'm definitely faster too and i think we're setting up um a pro day down here with some of the guys that weren't fortunate enough to have their pro day so i'm gonna get a chance to rerun in some uh, like better conditions and stuff like that so well, i'm excited to see my yeah. time as many opportunities as you can get you know uh we got some opportunities too if you're interested man i'll talk to you off air about them and uh you know we got a couple uh both pittsburgh and indianapolis as well but uh what what, what number do you feel you uh are you most proud of from from the uh liu uh from, from your pro day uh, I would definitely say, I mean, my bench, I mean, my bench press, I proved that like, I was strong, like 14 reps. Uh, I ran a, a good time in my short shuttle, the four twos. And like, I think to showing like my display of like route running and uh, catching passes in front of all the teams after was like really beneficial for me. And that's what like, I think solidified me getting the Giants pro day invite and also speaking to like, I think eight to ten different teams after that as well. Beautiful, man, and 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 I'd like you to just be able to tell any scouts or GM or coaches, anybody that checks this out, because I can segment out out each interview. Uh, what type of uh, player and person is, is a team or organization getting in Jake Bathsheba? 
Uh, you're getting someone that is reliable, dependable, someone that my teammates and my coaches and the fans and everyone can depend on every single day, practice, games, and just like an overall competitor. Like, you know what you're going to get out of me. I'm very consistent. Obviously, I'm, I'm hard work, I'm competitive, and just, it's a kid who loves football and just, I'm just born to be a football player. I believe in that. Absolutely, man. And, and what are what are what are some of the players you really loved growing up and 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 inspired you to do what you're doing? Uh, I mean, I grew up a big New England Patriots fan, even from South Florida. Oh, so. man, what do I get? Every Patriots fan on earth on this show. <laughs> no, yeah. So I was big, obviously playing quarterback. Tom Tom Brady was my hero. Grew up wearing his jersey and. Just, trying to mock him in every way possible. But then once I got to the high school, college level, I mean, definitely college. Well, everybody always says Julian Edelman. He, he's a big one, I swear. About five different guys have, have said Julian are you, are you, are you, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. You can hear me now? Yeah, I hear you, buddy. No, yeah, I was saying it. And once I got to the college level, especially with my transition from quarterback to receiver. Like I fell in love with the Julian Edelman story and his nice. style, the style the way he plays and everything. I feel like I try to mock that a lot into my game. I had about five different receivers mentioned Julian Edelman already. <laughs> yeah. Well, but because, you know, uh, nobody expected him to do what he did. You know, he, he, I think he played some DB in college. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't known as any type of big receiver, slot guy coming out. He was, he was, he was a late round pick, you know, a uh, short guy, obviously not the tallest guy in the world, but has so much heart and and just just puts everything on the line and and loves the game so much, you know. And and I think that's why people always mention Edelman. But I'm going to give you a chance also to. Uh, plug any social media so people can come and check you out and, and check out all your highlights and everything. No, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Jake, like under, underscore Bofshever. I believe that that is for Twitter and Instagram. And you just, you can Google me, Jake Bofshever, and find my highlights on YouTube and stuff on me on my Twitter pages and Instagram as well. Well, man, outstanding young man, outstanding character. Uh, I really hope you land somewhere. The New York Giants would be getting a heck of a player and, and, and a heck of a teammate in this kid. So, uh, so I, I, I wish you all the luck in the world, buddy. And uh, thanks for coming on the Victory Formation podcast. I, I appreciate that a lot having me on, Matt. I appreciate that. All right, brother. Take care. Stay safe out there. You too. Definitely. All right. All right. All right. Peace. Bye.